Hey everyone and welcome to 121 in Flux. I am Peter, that is Connor. I know he's really enthusiastic and ever effervescent. What the hell? You haven't even given me a chance yet. You usually just steamroll on through that and you don't give me a chance to say anything. Yeah, but you're always kind of cynical and dull and miserable. So I was I was I took a you know, I took a shot. Look, I might end up being cynical <laughs> and miserable and, and maybe dull, we'll find out. But I hadn't had a chance to be yet. That was the most likely one. Don't you put that at the end as if that's the oh, that's the maybe one. I'm never dull. I, I just even even when I'm miserable and, and cynical, that's that's enjoyable for people. Some people. Feel free to comment on that topic. Uh, so we're gonna talk about movie. We talk about movies on this show, and in this episode, we this is the first one we've picked in a while because the last three episodes were all vote winners, and the next one will probably be a vote winner. Uh, but we wanted to just pick a movie and do it because <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, it has, hasn't it? So we picked Duel, which is Steven Spielberg's first movie, uh, technically a TV movie, actually. Uh, originally, yes. Oh, we watched we watched the extended theatrical version that came a little bit later. I believe we did, yes. Because uh, my my first thought was, wait, this is in one eight five to one. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I actually googled it to see what which scenes were added because I was intrigued a- after I finished it. Mm. I was like, oh, which bits were were not in it? Interesting. Well, we can talk about that we'll later. Get to the, we'll get to them in a bit. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So. I think what was interesting, so neither of us had seen this before, this was something that would be on my, my radar for a while. We'll start spoiler free of course and we'll give you warnings somewhere before spoilers in the middle. Yeah, and um, we basically chose this because we mentioned it a few weeks ago on a different show somewhere. It's, it's good enough reason as any. I mean. yeah, and we went, eh, why not? Because I, I, I think we were talking about Spielberg's career and I think it got kind of like uh, melancholy because neither... there was a big shit period. Neither of us really kind of like Spielberg that much since the 90s. Um, he has this great period. The, from the, the early 90s at that. He has this great period from, from you know, well, I wouldn't say if it's from 71, because that's when this movie came out, but certainly 75 with Jaws up until 1993, which had both Jurassic Park and Schindler's List. And some people love uh, Saving Private Ryan and Minority Report. I think they're both fine, but I don't love either of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not a huge fan. I think Catch Me If You Can was probably better than those two. But again, I don't love that movie. Like, you know, there's just some solid movies. Like, I remember enjoying War of the Worlds well enough. I enjoyed The Terminal just fine. I, I actively dislike that War of the Worlds. That's fair. You know, it's not like he's making bad movies for the most part. He's he's making very dependable, fine, functional films. They're, they're fine, yeah. But, you know, I've been since I'm excited for Spielberg. You know, I think of Spielberg, I think of, you know, Jaws, I think of Close Encounters, E.T., uh, Jurassic Park. I think of these movies. And it was kind of exciting, the idea that, oh, there's one big one from that early part of his career that I hadn't seen. And I really wanted to go back and watch Duel. And just the, the premise alone, it was like, a truck harasses a driver. That's the movie. That is the whole movie. <laughs> and I'm like, yes! <laughs> it's so simple that you have to be good to pull this off. Yes, you have to be good to pull this off. Exactly. It's all in direction. It's all, it's all It's all. in how you create the suspense, how you tell the story with presumably very little dialogue and just just make it this premise, look at this, this predator. Uh, you could have argued that me and Tim should have done this on streams. I, I, maybe not. Like I don't know if I'd go as far as say it's a horror movie. but It's, it's the same debate we have about Jaws, though, isn't it? It, it actually is. Some people is. will go, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a horror movie, and... I can see the argument. 
Yeah, bizarrely, I would never put Jaws on screens. I would always do Jaws on this show. Uh, I know, and I believe we did, right? We did, we did, yeah. We did that for Shark Week last year. We did, didn't we, yeah. Um, And I know, and and I agreed with you, it's it's not a horror movie, but I can see the argument. Yeah. So, yeah, so, uh, Driver named David, it's the only character's name we have to know, Uh, he he drives, he overtakes, there's this big truck in front of him, this big tanker, big, big, big flammable on the side of the tank, and he overtakes the truck because it's kind of going slow, it's in his way, it's just, you know, there's, there's, you know, yes. exhaust fumes hitting him in the face because it's a big uh, truck. The truck driver takes a bit umbrage with that. It's, uh, he doesn't like it. About it. And that is the insane incident, and then the movie just plays out from there. Anything else would probably be spoiler territory, so... <laughs> Uh, Cara, did you enjoy Duel? I did. I thought this was real good. Very good. I I also quite liked it. I, I bizarrely, I I almost wish I saw the the shorter cut though. I think it makes it maybe gets a bit long in the tooth in the last thirty minutes. No, I agree with that. However, when I looked up which things were added, there were things that I really like. That uh, like um, oh, really? so early early on in the movie. You have a like a point of view shot from the the bonnet of the car, the the, the hood for the Americans. Right? You have this long extended sequence. Oh, that's the opening title sequence for the most part, yeah. 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 Apparently, all that point of view stuff is all for the theatrical cut. Oh, that was really good as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm no. like, okay, I really <laughs> like that stuff, and that that's that's all. And there's some kind of dark humor beats, which we'll talk about later. Specifically, specific yeah. moments that, again, moments I really quite liked that were added. Uh, for the theatrical cut, so there there are things I would cut away and trim off, maybe ten fifteen minutes. But but amusingly, not of the stuff that was in there. But but it was all stuff yeah. that would have been in the original cut anyway. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I, I guess I assumed that since I had a little bit of pacing issues, that it was it was created in the theatrical cut. But it sounds like no, it's the opposite. It was just the movie got better with the theatrical cut, and the pacing yeah. issues may have still been a problem. Um. Okay, but that was really good, and I think what I like about it is because it is just purely. I mean, outside of the stunt men or the stunt drivers specifically, uh, it is all in the direction. It's how do you sell this story where we have this truck, you never see the driver, and you just sell this suspense and harassment uh, out in the country road. Um, yeah, because you know this is not main streets. This is not nothing like that. This is all just middle of nowhere highways. It's quiet roads, back roads, uh, desert, desert. Yeah, yeah. And that's the that's the movie. And there is a character story in there. It's very simple, but it, I'm glad it's there. There's just a little bit of an emotional thing just to give you enough of who this character is as to what the story means to him. To to well, I'll save that for spoilers, I suppose. But. Uh, just you know, like that, that's that's almost a problem with talking about this. This movie is so simple that talking about it without spoilers, there's very little to say. Yeah, because you've got a performance from the main the main actor here, uh, Dennis Weaver, who plays David. He, you know, he's he's solid. You know, he's yeah. I mean, he has to be because he's kind of the only actor in it for the most part. Yeah, I've seen a one or two scenes where he interacts with some like locals in a small town. He's he's kind of on his own. Yeah. Um. I mean, he's good. I mean, yeah. What we're talking about, we're talking about direction. We're talking about how the camera treats similar moments, and I think one of the big things for me getting into this, and for the most part, it was true, with the exception of maybe just some stuff towards the end that felt like it was repeating some stuff earlier, is 
it had to keep escalating. Like every time it got into a new situation with the car and the truck, there had to be a new play on it. There had to be a new reason why this time it's a bit different from last time. Why it's now gotten worse, or it's more extreme, or it's more dangerous, yeah. or it's it's whatever, right? Uh, every time, because if it was just because obviously one of the first things that obviously happens is the truck kid uh, just chases up behind him and rams into him, right? That's quite early on, like that sort mm-hmm. of thing happens, and it's kind of the first time where it's just not a petty driver. It's like, wait, shit, this guy's actually dangerous. Um. Like, it could be very easy to just kind of keep doing that <laughs> over and over because it's the most obvious thing to do in this yeah. concept. But it has to kind of keep playing with it and plays with the idea of, okay, so so how can we shake this up? How can we have the truck harass them in a different way? How can and we play with them emotionally? It inventive in that. Yeah, it does. There's, there's a few things. I, I guess my only... My my only critique, pacing wise, is that there's maybe a, just a, a not right at the end, but there's like a chunk just before the final kind of we'll call mm. it standoff, um, where I feel like it was just about going fast again. Whereas I felt like we you know we've done that already. We've done the that was one of the earliest. Things. Yeah, we just yeah. yeah we've done we've done going fast. Let's just let's do different things. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, like uh, suspenseful, enjoyable, and simple and. I, I guess it was making me annoyed at like current day cinema because I was I was sitting thinking as I was watching I'm like this is just so simple like they just Spielberg took just a simple idea and said how can I make this exciting and built a movie around it and just executed it to the best of his ability I feel like movies today are so obsessed with stuffing in twists and turns and making things as complex uh, yeah, as possible which what I appreciate is there's one movie recently which is almost like okay no I'm gonna I, I can top that sure. Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and that was also you know, a, a wonderful breath of fresh air, right? It's like, oh, this is like nothing. It's like, nah, screw all your other stuff. We're just driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, obviously, a lot more cars than that, and there's a lot more characters, but it's just one big chase scene. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was like, no, nah, screw it. That's enough. And it's all down to just direction and, and a bit of character work. And this is very similar in that regard. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it looks very... See, for a TV movie, this looks good. Like, there's, there's no... Especially for the time period, like, uh, like you know, like they're not working with CG here. They're they they they've got stunt drivers and trucks and cars, and you know, when something yeah. big has to happen, they have to hit someone off or they hit the truck off something. They have to if something's going to fall off something, they're going to have to drive it off. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's just you got one chance with a lot of these on a TV budget. I imagine is yeah, presumably a lot tighter. <laughs> Uh, did you notice the goof where Spielberg's reflection was in the movie? Yeah, I presumably a unfortunate side effect of the reframing with the with the with the aspect ratio. Uh possibly it depends. Is... Well, here's the thing though: I never felt like the framing was weird. Like I never felt like it felt like it was always meant to be this framing to me. No, no, no. I agree, but I don't think it was necessarily. You know, there was probably when it's film that was like, ah, it doesn't matter. It's gonna, be, you know, it's 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 not gonna be. Yeah, I'm not gonna be on shot anyway. I don't know. Is like, it... I don't remember it being right to the side of the frame. Sure, I thought it was. I don't remember it being that far to the the the, the right, but maybe, maybe I'm misremembering. But I don't remember that. Um, but basically, there's a point where there's a character characters in the phone booth. Um, and what really drew my eye to it is that the head kept going up and down as if he was looking at a monitor, as if he was checking the yeah. shot. And it was just, it was really obvious that is that is that is the director looking at his shot. Yeah, <laughs> he's checking a monitor, and it was yeah. really funny to me. Um, not not the end of the world though. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. Um, but uh, yeah, so 
I guess we'll go to spoilers. I mean, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Spoiler free. No, I mean it's pretty good. It's worth watching if you've not seen it. And for, I, I don't think a lot of people have, relatively speaking, for Spielberg. Oh sure, yeah, this is definitely one of his lesser watched movies. Yeah, um, I think it's better than ninety percent of the the post ninety three stuff. Duel better than the post. You heard it here, folks. It is, yeah. <laughs> No, I, I, I really did. So, uh, full spoilers ahead for Duel, uh, and it sets up the the character kind of because that has to be so, that has to represent something, right? It's not really a movie if it's just it's a truck chasing them. It's just that's it. action, yeah. And there's one conversation with his wife on the phone early on that sets up what this is. This truck because there was actually a point in the for a period in the movie, I was starting to question if the truck even was real. I was thinking it might just be mm-hmm. in his head at one point. Um, yeah. Uh, just because there was like one line from like the bus the, the bus driver that he talks to where he's like i didn't see a truck and i was like wait a minute <laughs> i i would agree if we didn't have st- i think oh, is this before or after that the stuff with the the snake lady i think that was before the, the school bus wasn't it oh no our still it was after oh was it okay because that because that was the well i mean I, I assumed it was real once it pushed the school bus but it was with the snake lady i'm like well it's definitely real now it's just wrecking fair enough all that yeah. shit <laughs> so um and she's that, witnessing that, it all that, um, when it comes back and pushes the school bus is, is one of the things that was added. Um, that's amazing, because that is actually one of the best little jokes. Cause, so, yeah. So so what I was getting at is that the, 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 the truck basically represents his own insecurities and his guilt over not in, intervening. Like, basically, he feels less of a man. He, he can't stick up for things, and he's a bit of a pushover. And yeah. this, the whole idea of him fighting the truck is like he's finally getting over that and like yeah, rising to the challenge. The whole movie, he's not. He's just getting out of the way, just driving yeah. faster, just pulling over. At, you know, not not getting involved. Yeah. It's very simple. It's not super deep, but it, it's there. It, it makes it it makes it work at an emotional level, which means yeah. makes it means that it means something. Um, what I will say about the same way he phones his wife though, um, is that the the incident that kind of made him feel this way. Uh, his wife brings up it from the night before. Um, I thought it was very odd. She said the sentence, uh, this this guy, whoever she was talking about, basically tried to rape me in front of a, of a whole party. And, I mean, if that's what it was, then call it what it is. Like, I'm not saying don't, don't play it. But I did think it was odd she said that in front of her two young boys who are, like, maybe six years old, like, sitting right next yeah, to her. And it, it felt a little bit nonchalant. Yeah, and she didn't even, like, whisper. It wasn't like she was like, you know, he tried to you know, rape me. Like, no, it was like, she said it as if it was nothing yeah in front of her ch- children it just it felt really weird but yeah it did different time maybe maybe, I, maybe it's just it could be just yeah. to be expected from the 70s i don't know um but he yeah so so he goes on so so obviously he overtakes them to start and it it so i said and he overtakes them back and it's a couple of times and in the time where he is kind of concerned that he's like oh, wait he's actually dangerous is at one point, like he stopped messing around with them, the driver on the truck puts his hand out and says, "Go on, overtake me. You're you're good to yeah. go." And he goes to overtake him, and there's a car coming down the other side. Basically, he, you know, it was almost like a really dark prank. Like, hey, yeah. come on! And then, like, oh, there, there was a lot of you know, black humor in this. Yeah. Um, anyway, eventually he's speeding along, he's trying to get away from, and he ends up at the, the small town of the diner, and. Mm-hmm. This becomes a great scene. Now, I'm not necessarily sold on hearing his thoughts, I have to say. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's a little bit clunky. Um, it's it's like... he. I feel like maybe he wasn't confident enough in the actor to portray all of these things looking around the room. Well, he, he, I'm off two minds about it because... I, 
on face value on its own, I'd say, yeah, don't have the narration. Just let it be silent. Just let him sort of sit there. And because and, the whole point of this scene is that he starts looking around the diner because the truck's parked outside and he's like, and he's which, like who is it? Yeah, yeah, which one of the people in here is the driver of that truck? And it's a really great idea. And I think the, the argument for having the, the inner thought narration is that if you did this silently, you wouldn't be able to actually draw it out as long as it does. Because because we're hearing his thoughts, we get a lot of like him second-guessing himself, we get a lot of these things. And I think you could do that to an extent silently. I don't think you could actually draw out to the... No, I, I still think you could, because you could have it, you know, you know, him sitting there, he's eating, not hearing anything. He looks out the window and he sees it, right? And then... He's, you know, you, you've got him looking around. He goes up to a few people and he's like, you know, thinking it's them and, and then, you know, maybe not. Uh, you can still do all of that silently, I think. You can, you can but you can draw it out the way it does because it, it, it does draw it out for a long time where he's sitting there second-guessing each person and he's... Uh, it does the fake-out where he confronts that one guy, there's a bit of a fight, and then the guy leaves and it looks like he's going to the truck, but then he drives another smaller truck <laughs> from behind yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Just enough to, like, make, make you doubt him um and you know and if you were thinking at this point maybe the truck's not real like you know that this scene would actually kind of you know work with that like nothing it about would, it yeah. yeah so no so i really like that scene it's the fun setups like that and then the thing with the school bus where he you know he speeds along to try and get away if he hides for a bit and the truck gets ahead of him and he ends up at the school bus and all the kids are out he's like hey i need some help to to push the school bus i can't get i can't get it moving uh, he's, he gets stuck and he has to eventually get away and he get he gets away as the truck's coming back and he's hiding at the other end of the tunnel and he couldn't get the the, the, the bus to move and you see this truck move the bus and like you say it's kind of a, a sort of dark bit of humour but it also kind of adds into the theme of the film is that it's emasculating them it's like no no so, yeah because he couldn't help but someone else did yeah so there you go So someone was in need and something else could help so this entire school was this entire school section gone uh, I don't know if, if it was the entire thing or if it was just the, the final bit. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. It, it's uh, where, where I read wasn't entirely clear about it. I think it loses a lot if the whole thing's gone. I, I do as well. Um, but I, I think even just that one beat at the end, it gives that, you know, that's yeah. the extra thematic thing, right? Like just the truck coming back, even if that's the only bit missing. Yeah, it loses a lot just from that because that's like it really ties into his character and what yeah. he's going through. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, the the other big moment that I know was from the theatrical cut is where the uh, the truck tries uh, pushing him into the train. Really? Yeah. These are all like the really obvious bits that I would say had to be in there. Yeah, I know, and these are the bits that weren't, and uh, and I'm like, so you know, that, that's what I'm saying. Okay, you want to cut some stuff out, and I agree, but. These are absolutely not the bits you cut. No, they're not. Like to me, that feels like an obvious set piece. You do the the crossing. You do him try to push him in, and yeah, you know all the rest of it. Um, and then they keep changing things up. And then the big the big sort of final one. Well, I mean, it gets crazier and crazier because up until now, you could argue that he's trying to kill the shit out of him, but he may not necessarily be trying to kill him. Right, like sure, he keeps doing these things that are kind of dangerous, but the like they could just be really poor sense of humor, or you know, yeah. But when he gets to the snake lady and he's trying to phone for help and trying to phone the police, the truck just starts driving at him to like you know stop him from calling the cops. Runs through the the, the phone destroys booth, destroys the phone booth, and then just swings back around. Is like right into all the the snake cages. Yeah, 
the 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 woman's really obsessed with the snakes. She doesn't seem to care about the spiders or the lizards. No, <laughs> she 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 keeps like now nah, the truck keeps like spinning. He go, he goes through it like three times, maybe four. Yeah, uh, and then he drives off, and I was actually glad that because because he's going really fast, and the the car eventually starts to give out, and I'm like, you know what? I was questioning when this car was going to actually run into some trouble because he's been driving all day and he's been doing a lot of things you're not supposed to do in a regular car. <laughs> yeah, he was going like flat out at a hundred for a, a good while. Yeah, and he was you know he was going on dirt roads, he was doing all these different things. Like it was it made sense that it was eventually going to crap out. Yeah. And I actually love a bit of suspense where it's like it's really slowing down. He's like almost at twenty. It's like starting to just drift, but he's almost about to go down a hill. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, "Just get there. Just come on. Just come on. Just another couple of meters. Come on. Come on." Oh, and there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it goes. That was uh, good. Because uh, and then the final big thing is that he thinks the trucks went far ahead, but it turns out it's just lying in wait at the side of the road. And we have this kind of standoff thing where anytime he tries to go up, it'll come out and try and get him, essentially. So he, he keeps having to go back. It won't let him pass. It's, it's, it's basically that school bully thing of like just not letting someone into the, the door they'll try to get into. Yeah. And yeah. just jumping out. And he tries to get this whole couple to help him and they just think he's crazy. Uh, uh, then the, the, the truck comes and drives at them in the car until he runs away and, and you know it just swerves after him instead. Yeah. Uh so eventually he just has to it becomes this like you know standoff moment and he eventually just has to go for it uh and he intentionally fights back and tries to kill it and i say it because at this point the truck is the the killer the truck is the the villain yeah it's not the person in the truck because yeah who cares you know the truck's got all the character yeah, he basically lures him to the edge of the the cliff and just like sort of rams into him, car on yeah, fire. You know, jumps out and is like, okay, no, all the the fire and the smoke will block his vision, and he'll yeah. just go over the edge. And indeed, he does. Yep, yep. And you know, the movie just kind of ends there. He's just he's sort of like sitting, like picking at the ground. Beautiful shot with him, you know, with the the sun behind him. Yeah, because it's all set over one day, so this is just getting to get into sunset. You know. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh man, how's he's good? How how long is it till the next town? Like, how much is he walking here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, the car was crapped out anyway. It wasn't getting that much further. True, true, true. I'm not I'm not saying he was wasn't in a pickle either way, but I mean, uh, just yeah, yeah, not ideal. Uh, yeah, but yeah. no, he's, he's so we're left with him like, like just sort of sitting there with the sunset and sort of contemplating. But he won. He proved himself. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There's the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's it's real simple, but I think the direction's really great. Um, yeah, there's because there's, there's a lot of things with um, because a lot of simple shots were just pans and stuff. But there's a lot of things where they, they clearly had like a rig for the camera, which again is impressive yeah, for a TV I, show. I movie love all the shots uh, low down, looking up at the truck, and you know on the you know on the side. Yeah, yeah, they make it really menacing. They, you you never yeah. get like a a high angle shot of the truck ever. No. Um, you get an even shot maybe, but you don't get high angle shots. You get you get a lot of low angle. Um, and it'll do it'll do that thing where it'll kind of like when he first like overtakes it, or maybe even the second time, because at this point he's like more like oh he's an asshole who's trying to mess yeah. with me. Uh, you get more of like his POV, and you you can't even see into the side window because obviously the truck's so high up in comparison. So you just see like, yeah. the the door and you go around it. And it it really paints it as this monstrosity, this this Goliath that must be taken down. It's, it is. It's a David and Goliath story, and surprise, is, surprise, yeah. his name is David. Yeah. Not not the most imaginative, was it? 
Ah, I can't fan with that. It's not. I mean, yeah, I'm not really bothered by it. I'm just yeah, okay. It's nice and obvious. It's a common enough name that it doesn't ring weird. No, it 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 no, it's not like he was called Goliath. That would be weird. Oh, see if the the, the truck had Goliath Industries or something on the uh, side I'd of it. I'd hate that. I'd hate that. <laughs> I actually really like the 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 truck itself. You know, uh, it's got like these little stickers on it and stuff and. You know, we'd sometimes get like close-ups just of okay, you no, know, we're staring, you know, trying to trying to see if there's any clues as to who's in there, mm. uh, trying to get the identity, and it's like okay, no, this is uh, this is good. Yeah, uh, no, like I think what makes it work is that it it it's suspenseful and it's the direction that makes it work. But I, I keep coming back to again, it's just simple. It just it takes the idea and it it just it keeps. It, keeps, it, it knows exactly what it is and just goes for it. It keeps iterating on it. It, it keeps thinking, yeah. okay, how, how do we... What, what are the natural different setups we can do? Which is why I'm surprised that some of the scenes you're telling me weren't in the, the original cut. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. to me, the, the crossing section is like a natural thing to do if you're doing this premise. Uh, so it's, it's I, I was shocked when I saw all the, the point of view stuff from the start was uh, in, in, in the theatrical version because that was such a... A great way to just kind of ease in because it's you know the journey out to to this you know desert yeah. road. You mean not in the TV cut? That was a weird way of phrasing it. What? What? How did I phrase it? You said it was weird that they were in the theatrical cut. Well, yeah. In this case, the theatrical cut's the longer cut. So yeah, okay. But I get, I get what you mean because usually yeah. that's the shorter one. Yeah. Um. It's it's weird that they're only in the extended cut, shall we say? Sure. Yes. Um, um because th- that's such you know it's it's all this scene setting at the start and it's okay establishing all this stuff and it's so much style in it that it's weird that that just wasn't there yes yeah, it's just bizarre but the... i guess tv movies there's a demand to just kind of write straight into it i guess yeah i, I guess you have your you have your, your slot your time slot <laughs> you need to hit that time i assume yeah. since it was 71 minutes it was probably a 90 minute slot on yeah, probably. On TV. Um, but yeah, no, but as it is, it's a pretty tight ninety-minute movie. Like I say, there's just a little bit of repetition in maybe some of the concepts for a little chunk towards the end. But other than that, like it was a really pleasant watch. And again, simplicity. Simpl- sometimes simplicity makes for a great movie. It and really I wish, I, I wish modern movies would maybe adhere to that a little bit more. There's there's a handful recently, you know, that are like, okay, no, this is just simple that are really mm. great still so like uh mentioned fury road uh lock is one that hey here's a here's a, a 90 minute drive in a car uh, you know no, no action no chase but it's simple right and and it works and it's fantastic yeah yeah notably that's five years old now at this point sure but i'm um, relatively recent in sense think, of, that one's a little bit different from what i'm thinking about because that one's not got a, a premise in the same way like like that that's a that's a drama. That's a character it is, study yeah. drama. Like I'm I'm talking about anything that's supposed to be suspenseful or an action movie or something like that. You know, like just like you Die Hard. It's terrorists take over a high rise and there's one cop in the building. That's your premise and that's mm. what it does and it does it well and it adds enough weight to it that it makes it work. Um, it's true. Yeah. Um, what have we got like that recently? Where's a movie that felt like it was going to be a diehard knockoff, like Skyscraper, for example, is actually way more complicated than that and somehow a million it, times no, left interesting. Yeah. I'll tell you what, what, what was uh, 
re still, you know, a couple of years ago now, but uh, kind of hits this category. Uh, Jumanji. Because that was, no, 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 they go in and they play the video game, right? And, you know, uh, sure, it's it's you know, it's a remake. It doesn't really, it's, it's a bit different. But they didn't try and overcomplicate it. Sure. It was just, you know, it, it, it kept that, okay, here's the video game structure and just went for it. I know you like that movie, but is, are you really, like, as good as this sort of thing? No, no, I'm not saying it's as good. I'm saying... It it knows what it is, and it takes okay. No, it's a simple plot, and we're just going to do that. We're not. It, it wasn't overcomplicating it with all these other things. It oh sure, but we're talking about quality as well. Like, I I don't give a shit I how many. It's really good. I I don't think it's quite as good as some of the, you know. It, it's no Fury Road or, or anything like that. But, like, you know. plenty of VOD movies are really simple, but they're all shit. <laughs> no, 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 but Jumanji is really good. Uh, sure. Like, it honestly, it really is. I'll see it at some point, but I'm. <laughs> I don't know, this, this is, the comparison is getting weird. All right, let's rate Jewel. What are you giving it? I'll give it an 8. Would have I'll, been higher if, if it had been cut down a little bit. Yeah, I'll also give it an 8. It's a really solid, it's a great movie. Um, and if you like Spielberg, Ellie Spielberg, and you've not seen it yet, it's, it's worth checking out. Uh, as far as as far as far like the first lesser-known movie goes, it's it's up there. Uh, yeah. But I'm someone who also really likes um, Following, which is Christopher Nolan's first movie, which was even smaller than this was. That was a, that was basically a student movie. <laughs> yeah, I've not seen that one yet. It's one of the, one of the few Nolan movies I've not seen. It's really really good. Um, and I think it's, you like seeing it because you like seeing okay, what could this director do with no money? <laughs> yeah, no, that's always the because obviously it's not true, but the assumption is well, if you give anyone enough money, they'll make something. Yeah, and. We've seen time and time again that isn't true, um, but but it's almost more it, impressive to see someone do something with nothing. Yeah, because it's more challenge, isn't it? You've got to be creative. You've got you've got to be really strict with what you're doing. You can't you. In some ways, it's kind of easier because you haven't got the freedom to just do whatever and ah uh, well whatever you know it'll cost. Who cares? In some ways, you know you have to think about it a bit more carefully. Uh, so that can help a lot. I wouldn't call that easier. I'd say that's more difficult, but. The point you're making there is really that forcing it to be difficult actually makes you give it more more thought than you otherwise would. Sure. Um, I, I, easier to maybe come out with a better product, not not an easier process. No, now you're moving your goalpost to justify your use of the word. The word easier does, does not fit this in any way, shape, or form. I, I think I just defended it. It's absolutely nicely. difficult. It is terribly difficult, and Connor is... I think I just defended it wonderfully. Thank you very much. You defended jack shit. Um, but there you go. That is uh, that is Jewel. And this has been our discussion of Jewel on 121 in Fox. Um, if you like us talk about movies, uh, there's a couple other movie shows that we do um, on Melfuzz TV. We have different audio feeds for them, of course, but they're all on the, the YouTube channel. Um, there's a horror movie podcast with myself and Tim called Screams After Midnight. There's a sci-fi movie podcast with myself and Tara called The Atomic Cinema Experiment. So check out those if you like us talk about movies. And uh, if you want to support the show and the channel everything we do here, you can head over to patreon.com slash TV where you can support us for as little as a dollar per month. Uh, you get everything I just mentioned early and as well as bonus episodes of some of the shows and some other stuff uh, for as little as a dollar. So go over and have a look at that. Um, get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. But otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching movies, guys. And if you can get it, it's always nice to have diplomatic immunity.